Hey, I'm Mary Ellen Dance, licensed mental health counselor and owner of Pittsburgh Therapy. I'm on a mission to strip away the stigmas surrounding therapy and mental health and talk about how we can use the culture of self-improvement for our benefit rather than our demise. I used to think I was doing life all wrong, from getting fired from a dream job to advising clients on relationships while I myself was trying to sort through that dumpster fire. But then I realized my imperfections are what made me a good therapist. So join me on a journey not to be perfect, but to be well, okay-ish. Welcome. Your session has now started. Hello and welcome to OK-ish. As always, I'm your host, Mary Ellen Dance. I am so excited to be here with you today because today I'm talking about something that I love to talk about. I've definitely done episodes where I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but I have never done a full episode just on, get ready for it, boundaries. Boundaries. I'm so excited. Okay, so before we go on, please follow along wherever you're listening to this podcast because that helps me a lot. So, boundaries, I have found, is one of those words that is kind of trendy right now, you know, just like gaslighting and empowerment and anxiety and all really important words, but it's a little bit trendy. And part of the reason I'm doing this episode is because lately, when I've been hearing people talk about boundaries, it has been to say like, well, I cut this person out of my life and that's just a boundary. Or I'm ignoring this person because that's a boundary. Or I called this person a bitch because that's a boundary. Like I've been hearing it as an excuse for not so great behavior. And that's not what boundaries are meant to be. Now, granted, sometimes we're going to not have people in our lives anymore. Sometimes we are going to separate ourselves from people, friends, significant others that we, for all intents and purposes, break up with because maybe they're not healthy for us. Maybe we're not healthy for them. Maybe the relationship is no longer serving us. That happens. That's part of life. And yes, that is one way to set a boundary. That is one type of boundary. But boundaries are so much more than that. And being a jerk in the name of setting a boundary is like also not okay. Not okay. I recently just had a client tell me that they're ignoring someone. They are ignoring someone and they're like, yeah, because it's just me setting a boundary. I go, no, 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 no. That's... That's rude to ignore them. If you want to set a boundary with them, maybe you could communicate that to them or maybe you can do this or that or the other thing. So boundaries are really, really nuanced and it's not just black and white. It's not just, oh, this person's in my life or out of my life. Sometimes, yes, that's the case. But boundaries are way more than that. So that's really why I want to talk about them today, to talk about all those nuances of boundaries. So boundaries first came about as like a popular thing by social psychologists, actually, by Emile Durkheim and Karl Marx, both social psychologists, or maybe one of them is a sociologist, but they started talking about boundaries because when groups of people are working together, living together, relying on each other for things, there needs to be boundaries. And the definition of boundary is when one thing ends and another begins. That's all it is. I just want to know where I end, where my responsibility ends, and your responsibility begins. And there's so many different types of boundaries. Physical boundaries. I know I'm a close talker. COVID was very hard for me. 
well, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is because I'm a close talker and I know that. And that crosses some people's boundaries and that's okay. If people say, oh, Mary Ellen, you're talking really close to me. We all have different physical boundaries. Some people like to hug, some people don't, things like that. We just have different physical boundaries. We all have different emotional boundaries, which is what we're mostly going to talk about today. But sexual boundaries, everyone has a different sexual menu and like what they feel comfortable with and what they don't. So we need to have sexual boundaries, financial boundaries, certainly. Some people talk about their finances with others. Some people don't. Different boundaries related to what are our expectations of each other, things like that. And so we all have lots of boundaries and we set lots of boundaries probably without even realizing it. Like we have boundaries with our neighbors, for example. My neighbor and I have kind of this like unspoken relationship of we like wave to each other and say hi, but I'm not going to like walk into his house, <laughs> right? Like we have all these boundaries that we're setting all the time that we don't even realize that we're setting. And we need boundaries because if we had zero boundaries, so many bad things would happen. If I didn't have boundaries at work, for example, I wouldn't know what's my responsibility versus what's a coworker's responsibility versus what the next coworker's responsibility is. Boundaries kind of help set like rules and norms and expectations. But with relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's family members, whether it's a romantic partner, boundaries are meant to bring us together, not farther apart. Now, let me explain what I mean by that a little bit. If I, I use my mom as an example with boundaries a lot. If I didn't have any boundaries with my mom, I would have anger. I would have resentment towards her. I would have annoyance towards her. If I answered the phone every single time my mom called, <laughs> it would drive me nuts. It would drive me absolutely nuts. But because my mom and I have certain boundaries and, you know, we talk very often, but we don't talk every day. And sometimes I tell her, I set a boundary and I say, I am not in a place where I can talk to you. I'm not going to answer this phone call. I'll call you tomorrow because I'm in a bad mood or whatever I'm doing. Because what would happen is if I crossed that boundary and did talk to her, then I'd get annoyed. I'd get annoyed. So those boundaries I have with my mom keep our relationship healthy. They keep the relationship good. But here's an issue with boundaries. So one of the issues, which I mentioned at the beginning, is we're looking at boundaries as very black and white. Like you're in my life or you're out of my life or you're super close to me or you're not close to me at all. And boundaries are not black and white like that. They Once in a while they are, but they're just not. But another issue we're having with boundaries is that nobody really knows what they mean. Because everyone has different boundaries. And like, how often do you meet someone? Like, I don't go on dates with people and say like, okay, so these are my boundaries. <laughs> like, they would probably look at me weird. I already say enough weird stuff on first dates. And we also don't know what they mean because not only are we not communicating about them, but because they're different for everyone. The boundaries I have with my mom are going to be different than the boundaries I have with a friend. And those are different than the boundaries I have with a coworker, and those are very different than the boundaries I have with clients. And you know what? My boundary with this friend is going to be different than my boundaries are with this friend. They're all different and they're all based on relationships. And the other thing about boundaries is that setting boundaries is often way more uncomfortable for us, the person setting the boundary, than it is for the other person. It's way more uncomfortable for us. But it's important to know, I'm talking about how we should talk about boundaries more, which I fully agree with. But it's also important to know that sometimes we don't even have to talk about a boundary to set the boundary. 
Sometimes it's a matter of I'm not going to answer my phone or I'm not going to engage in this conversation. I'm going to change the topic or it could be anything. It could be anything. All right. So let's get into as I'm talking about how we don't really know what boundaries are. Let me get into how we need to know when we need to set a boundary and then how we actually set that boundary. So first of all, it's a really good indication for us that we need to set a boundary when we are making decisions out of guilt, if we're making decisions out of fear, fear of being rejected, fear of being alone, fear of being not liked. So if I say yes to hanging out with a friend when I'm absolutely exhausted and no, I just want to go to bed, but I'm saying yes because I feel guilty or I'm afraid that they're going to be mad at me, that's not healthy. Because then what's going to happen with that? I'm going to go hang out with this friend and I'm probably not going to have a great time because I'm exhausted and didn't want to. And then it's probably going to build my resentment and frustrate me. And then this friend will probably think, oh, is Mary Ellen in a bad mood? Is she mad at me? Is this frustrating? And it's going to build and build and build and build and build. Whereas if I said that to that friend, hey, I really want to hang out with you, but I'm, I'm just too exhausted tonight. I can't tonight. But can I see you tomorrow or the next day? then that wouldn't lead to that buildup of frustration and resentment and insecurity and guilt. Because at the end of the day, who wants to be making decisions out of guilt? A lot of people struggle to set boundaries in romantic relationships because of the fear of being rejected. The fear of, oh, if I, you know, state this boundary or if I state this need and then I'm rejected, or maybe they don't like that need. Maybe that's not serving them so they're going to get mad at me and I don't want to be rejected. Ugh, that's so scary. It's so scary. Maybe another reason we might know we need to set a boundary is because we realize that our needs aren't getting met. So if my needs are not getting met by relationships, I might resort to things like people-pleasing or seeking attention to get those needs met. But those don't actually like meet our needs in a good way. If I need from a relationship quality time, that's one of my love languages. I, I love quality time, whether it's a romantic relationship, family, friendship, like I know you love me if we spend quality time together and I want to show my love for you by just like spending time with you. And let's say I'm dating someone and I'm not getting that quality time. Instead of asking for it, I may do things like seek validation from other people because I'm not getting that validation that I need from my partner. But guess what? My partner doesn't know that I need that. So if I don't set that boundary, then they're just treating me the only way that they know how. They're not doing anything wrong. They just don't know any different because I haven't communicated that. I haven't said, hey, my needs aren't getting met. Hey, this is a problem for me. An issue with setting boundaries that I see is a lot of time people don't want to set boundaries because of self-esteem. So if I'm getting all my self-esteem from other people's validation or other people's attention, then of course I'm not going to want to set a boundary because setting a boundary has the potential to piss someone off. So I'm not going to want to set a boundary because if that pisses someone off, then, you know, I won't get that validation or attention that I need. And then that just creates more issues. But if we're only getting our self-esteem from outside validation, then that's a personal issue. That's something we have to work on and work on with our own self-esteem. Continuing to seek it from other people and not setting boundaries is not going to solve that. So when setting boundaries, before we set a boundary, I always encourage everyone to think about, okay, 
What needs are getting met by this relationship that you need to set a boundary in? What needs are not getting met? And then let's look at your side of the street. So what is your responsibility? What's on your side of the street versus what's their responsibility? So using my mom as an example, my side of the street is to speak up and say, hey, I'm busy. I can't talk right now. It's her responsibility to then respect that. But we got to look at, okay, what's in our lane? Can I be doing something differently? Am I getting all my validation from others because, you know, it's feeding my self-esteem? And do I actually need to work on my self-esteem? And this actually has nothing to do with the other person. Maybe. Or I'm making these decisions out of guilt. I got to look at my own guilt and why I'm feeling guilty and what's going on with that. And maybe after I look at that and kind of clean up my side of the street, I realize, yeah, I do need to have a conversation with this person. I think so often one of the problems we have with boundaries is that we try to set a boundary before we look at that. We try to set a boundary before we look at, okay, what's on me? Because relationships, whatever type of relationships they are, are a two-way street. So some of it's going to be on me. Some of it's going to be on the other person. And so if we try to set a boundary without really understanding, okay, well, this is what I'm doing on my side of the street. This is what I'm doing to kind of fix whatever need is not being met right now. And this is how I need your help. Wow. That can lead to way more powerful conversations. I think another reason that we don't really set boundaries is because we get needs met from unhealthy relationships. So I've dated some douchebags in the past. I think we all know that. I think I've been pretty honest about that. And I've done a lot of work to look at why didn't I set boundaries or more boundaries? I did set some, but why didn't I set more boundaries or why didn't I end the relationship sooner? Right. I've had to look at my side of the street there because that's on me. And one of the reasons that I have realized and that I see with a lot of other people is because we're getting needs met. If I'm in this relationship where this person may or may not be, you know, not the nicest and I'm not setting a boundary, I'm probably not setting the boundary because I'm afraid of being alone and I'm getting my attention seeking, validation seeking needs met by the relationship. So yeah, I'm not getting my boundaries respected and that sucks, but I'm getting these other kind of lesser needs validated by this relationship. And I think it's important to recognize that because sometimes when we set boundaries, we might lose things and we have to kind of look at, okay, where are my values? Looking at our values is a really good way to kind of define the types of boundaries that we need. So if I really, really value alone time, which I do, I love my alone time. It helps recharge me. I love it. And I'm not allowing myself any alone time because I'm in a new relationship and I'm afraid that if I don't hang out with this person, they're going to go cheat on me. Well, that's, well, there's a lot there. First of all, there's the self-esteem and being rejected and all that, which is my side of the street that I need to clean up and figure out. Second, this is my value. And this value of needing alone time is help guiding set this boundary. And if I don't have that, I'm going to feel like crap. I know that I need that. And so if I'm putting my needs aside and trying to get these other things met, like not feeling guilt, not feeling rejected or alone, what is that leaving me with? It's leaving me feeling lonely, afraid, insecure, And then I'm not getting my alone time to even recharge or think about any of it, right? So before we go setting boundaries all over the place, I want us to look at a few things. I want us to look and identify what needs are getting met by the relationship 
and what needs are not getting met. And like I said, all relationships have different types of boundaries. And one person isn't going to meet all your needs. So when we look at what needs are getting met by a relationship and what needs are not getting met by the relationship, okay, maybe I have this list of needs that are not getting met. That's when we look at, okay, what's on my side of the street? What do I need to do differently to get these needs met? Maybe it's something as simple as asking for those needs to get met. Maybe it's something as simple as communicating it, which I shouldn't say simple. Communication is really difficult, but maybe it's something cut and dry like that. Maybe it's changing my expectations. Maybe it's coming to a compromise with this person in the relationship. Maybe it's, you know what? I need to do this for me outside of this relationship and then you know, maybe this will change the needs being met in the relationship. Is there something in the relationship that I need to be doing differently? Maybe I'm crossing this person's boundaries that I don't even know about. And because I'm crossing these person's boundaries, then they're not meeting my boundaries. And do we see how it just kind of escalates and builds on itself? Like I said, when we're setting boundaries, we not only want to identify the needs we're getting met and the needs we're not getting met, but we want to recognize the needs that we're getting met and if those are like healthy and good needs getting met or not healthy. So if I'm in an unhealthy relationship, but a need I'm getting met is like validation. Well, okay. Validation is amazing. I love validation. Anyone can validate me anytime they want. But like, is that truly serving me? Is that sustainable? Is that helping my self-esteem in the long run or is it making my self-esteem worse in the long run? I'd argue that that's almost making self-esteem worse in the long run when we do things like that. And we have to look at what do we need to do differently. We also have to recognize that if somebody gets upset with us for setting a boundary, well, first of all, before I even say that, if we're setting a boundary and our boundary is like, oh my gosh, get out of my life. That's when we have to go back and look at our side of the street. That's not very nice. That's not very nice. Maybe we could set a boundary in a healthier way. But if we say, hey, I love you. I care about you. I value this friendship, this relationship. I'm letting you know that I need this. And if you can't give that to me, can we at least have a conversation about it and talk about it and compromise and, you know, figure out what would work for both of us? And then they get mad. That stinks. But that's not on you. At that point, your side of the street is clean. At that point, you are trying to preserve the relationship, preserve the sustainability of the relationship and making the relationship healthy by doing that. You're fighting for the relationship by doing that. You're fighting for it. And so, so often, you know, confrontation is hard. Conversations are hard. Being vulnerable is hard. Saying, hey, I need these needs met is hard. But what's the alternative? Being unhappy in our friendships or our relationships, not having our needs met, secretly building up resentments because we don't have these boundaries, feeling like crap about ourselves, not feeling respected. I mean, I think I'd choose the boundary in that case. I think I would. Another thing I noticed with boundaries is that people often say boundaries or like they want to set a boundary and then they over explain themselves because maybe they feel guilty or they feel insecure. One of like the best pieces of advice I've ever received is say a boundary and then stop talking because so often we make things worse by trying to like validate or justify or over explain, right? Like 
It's okay if you need alone time. It's okay if you're struggling with your partner doing this and you need to talk about it. It's okay if you want to, in a healthy and respectful way, say, I've looked at my side of the street and I think at this point it's a relationship thing and I need to set this boundary. That's okay. And I think if we continue to justify it and explain it away, that kind of proves the point that we're doing something wrong when we're not. Again, all relationships, whether you realize it or not, they all have boundaries, except maybe with my dog because he follows me into the bathroom. So, <laughs> so recognizing and if we can think about boundaries differently, think about boundaries as setting ourselves up for a successful future, for a sustainable relationship, for a relationship that is reciprocal. Research says that marriages that are the healthiest and happiest and long-term are marriages where both people feel like there is equity in the relationship. Now, equity does not necessarily mean equal, but equity in the sense of we both feel like our needs are getting met, even if those aren't necessarily equal needs. But feeling like we both feel like we are getting our needs met. We both feel like there's reciprocity in the relationship. If that's what's healthy for sustainable, long-term, healthy, happy marriages, then how is that different than, you know, friendships or co-working relationships? I mean, they're going to be different boundaries, but that's what's going to make them sustainable and healthy. If we're in a relationship and our needs aren't getting met, now, like I said, it's not all up to the other person to meet our needs, but they're not going to know if they're not meeting our needs. So I have one last thing to say about boundaries. Well, for this episode, I have a lot to say about boundaries in general, but for the purposes of this episode, I have one last thing to say about boundaries. And that is that we cannot expect other people to listen to our boundaries all the time. And if someone else does not listen to our boundaries all the time, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a jackass. Maybe it does. For example, if we say, you know, I have this boundary of not breaking into my house and then someone breaks into your house, like that's, that's not good. But, you know, if you say I have this boundary of I need alone time and the person forgets and they call you or they ask you to hang out or this or that or the other thing, it's important for us to give them grace and patience. They're just acting the way they know how to act. They didn't know or they forgot because it's not on the front of their mind. Their own boundaries are on the front of their minds. With boundaries, it's kind of like training a dog to go to the bathroom outside. It takes repetition of like, oh yeah, I remember. I'm supposed to go to the bathroom outside, not on the carpet. It's similar with boundaries. And I'm not saying that we should, you know, accept poor behavior. I'm not saying that if someone disrespects us, we can say, oh, it's okay. They forgot, right? I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that boundaries go way beyond one conversation. They just do. If we're working on building sustainable, reciprocal, healthy, equitable relationships, it's going to take more than one conversation or one thing to kind of set up those boundaries. And that's okay. Often, not all the time, but often when people cross our boundaries, they don't mean to. They don't know. Sometimes they do, but that's a whole different episode, a whole different story. But people often don't know, or they're thinking about their needs in front of our needs, which happens. I think about my needs in front of other people's needs. You know, that's just part of being a human. 
But I'm hearing lately all this, well, they didn't respect my boundaries. They didn't respect my boundaries. And we have to be careful with that. Is this person being disrespectful to you? If they are, that's not okay. That's absolutely not okay. We do not deserve disrespect. Or did this person kind of like forget about this boundary or they got confused about this or whatever it may be? And that just involves some maybe uncomfortable but productive conversations. That's what's going to help lead us to these sustainable, long-lasting relationships. Thank you so much for listening. Don't worry, this won't be the last time I talk about boundaries. This is kind of an overview of boundaries, but I mention them a lot in other episodes, um, and I will continue to mention them because they're kind of important. But please follow along wherever you're listening. If you really like this episode, you can share it with a friend or write a review, and I'll see you next Monday. Please follow me wherever you're listening to this podcast and on Instagram at okayishpodcast. Also, I would love it if you could rate the podcast and leave a review. The best way to get in contact with me is to go to okayishpodcast.com and submit a comment question. You can do it anonymously too, which is so great. I will see you guys next Monday. I can't wait.